from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. The absolute pinnacle of this podcast. <laughs> that right there. Not only the Do It Live, but the Stewie version of Do It Live. That's it. I'm out. That's the, all. the real version. I just wanted to get that on tape. Not on <laughs> tape, on digital recording. And uh, that's it. We're done. I'm out. We still use tape. That's why that was such a big uh, achievement. So we do that. Not a lot. I do it more. I mean, but... It's come up a time or two pre pre recording before we you know right. hit the button. We're sitting in the studio because <laughs> we never plan anything. <laughs> well, that too, but right. also I just you know I'm learning this editing situation. So it's really because he's your broadcasting idol, uh, Stewie. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He's the best. We can only be on the air as long as Stewie has been. <laughs> My favorite is when he when he fought Brian because he owed him money. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. They, you owed him money for gambling or something? They've, yes. There's just been so many. I can't believe it. I mean, The Simpsons is still on, but I can't believe that's still on. And that's oh, been canceled man. a few times. but Has it? It's been canceled three times, and it's come back all three times. On the same channel? Yeah. What well, doesn't make well, sense? Well, they canceled it, and the reason it came back the first time was they had like the highest DVD sales of any series, so they brought it back. Wow. And then I don't know what happened the other times. And obviously it's on Hulu and gets high viewership there, I'm sure. Wow. So now it's like locked in. Well, those listening out there, you figured it out. It's still winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the off season. We always give it away so early. No, no, but I will say it's, it's an interesting week. Is it the end of this season or the beginning of the next? <laughs> because the Hawaiian Open with nine people playing is uh is rocking and rolling i don't even understand what's going on in this tournament well that always throws me off because they do that in the local usta stuff too it's like tournaments in december do they count towards this year do they count towards next year like they've already released the rankings but yet you know we're playing in december so it, it confuses me but i don't even understand what the format it looks like <laughs> has there ever been a hawaiian open before this year i don't know i don't ever remember it I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on here. That's all I'm saying. It looks like there's only six people, literally six people in the draw. And the men, and then <laughs> six in the women. Serious. So you've got... It's like the Boodles in Hawaii. Yeah, baby. Y'all need to quit trying to be the... You can't be the Boodles. <laughs> By the way, there's an extra A at the end before the N for Hawaiian. <laughs> huh? I didn't know that until I started you didn't? Googling this tournament. You just hey. thought it was Hawaiian? Good point. I've never, I've never, <laughs> li- literally, I've never spelled the word Hawaiian right. ever in my life until today, until yesterday. This podcast, man, do it, it does it all. Yeah, uh, I'm looking it up in the, it's got the order of play. Is that the entire tournament? <laughs> so here's what the, the draw is on one, so it's one of those draws where half is on one side of the page and half is on the other. So on the left half, Christina McHale played Monica Puig and then waiting for her in the next round, who didn't play a match, Elise Mertens. Okay. And then on the other side, you've got Coco Vandeweghe played Jeannie Bouchard and then waiting on 
on the winner of that is Garbinia Muguruza. And so you were being serious when you said it was a six person tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is it 12 WTA sanctioned? And ATP? I don't know. I don't it can't have any, be. I, I can't imagine it would be. It's ridiculous. Which, if it's not, that's fine. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, what is going on here? <laughs> it's a long way to go. But right. then again, I guess that's closer to Australia than Texas. So, I mean, you're going Yeah, they're just direction. working their way over. Yeah, why not? I just love it how I, when I Google it, the only thing that comes up is the order of play and, like, nothing else. Oh, well, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, look at that. Charity session for volcano disaster relief. <laughs> you can't that. argue with that. Because they got hammered by that volcano. Yeah, they obviously pulled that together pretty quickly. Yeah. So then on the uh, on the men's side, you've got on the on the right-hand side, you've got Christian Harrison against Andre Iagin. <laughs> and then uh, Kanish Corey is waiting on the winner of that. And then you've got Ryan Harris. On the other side, you've got Ryan Harrison. Brother versus brother. you got Ryan Harrison playing... Um, uh, um, I'm not sure how I want to say this name. <laughs> P-H-U-C. Fook. There you go. Pa-Huck. Uh, when or Hoon or Hun or Hyun. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of him. The upside is Ryan Harrison won, and that's easier for me to pronounce. I haven't heard of Andre. I haven't heard of him. I've heard of Andre. So, <laughs> and then Christian, so then Milos Raonic is waiting on Ryan Harrison. But these have already happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they have. But unlike you, <laughs> most people have watched it. But in case they have, in honor of you, um, you know, I don't want to ruin it. So, by the way, I did watch Coco and uh, Bouchard. Yeah. And that first set, you didn't record this, did you? No. It is on TV, which is something. Uh, Eugenie Bouchard beat her ass in the first set. That's what I heard. I did get a message. That's how I found out this was even going on. They're like, did you see Bouchard? I was like, see her do what? And then she was up a lot in the second, uh, maybe 5-1, and then Coco starts inching her way back, gets into a breaker, and then then Jeannie ends up winning the breaker. Maybe she's back. I mean, is she even? Can she even get in the tournaments? <laughs> Besides well, she, the wine open, she's super hot. So yes, <laughs> uh, I, I imagine she's going to have wild cards thrown at her. With I yeah, but that only lasts so long. I mean, I'm not saying her being hot only lasts so long because obviously that's true. But I mean, they can only let you in tournaments for so long if you never win. Oh sure, around. Oh sure, yeah. Well, look, she just put the smackdown on Coco. So right. That's something. No, did, yeah, didn't she also beat Muguruza? Or maybe they haven't played yet. I don't know. I had heard. I thought that she beat her also. But regardless, yeah, I mean, I, I guess tennis I'm, in Hawaii. No I'm one's going to argue with that. I'm on the actual website, and it does not have that result. So <laughs> if they're not updating their own, <laughs> I want to be furious. Well, I'm reading Raonic and Bouchard advanced to finals. So at some point, uh-huh. they played, and it's over. You're right. So anyway. So, yeah, so she's rolling, man. Good for her. I don't really care. Even though she's hot, I don't care. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't matter to me. She beat 7-5-6-1. She beat Muguruza. Wow. Eugenie's hard offseason is looking like it's paying dividends. Yeah, it is. Oh, she's 87 in the world, so she can still get in the uh, Yeah, it's the really tough um, standing out on a beach getting pictures <laughs> taken of you. I know it's tough. <laughs> is she going to be the future Ashley Harkle Road? 
Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> now, did you mean? Yes, I meant oh, exactly yeah. what you were no, thinking. No, I meant. no, she's not. <laughs> she's not. She's made it much further than the Harkler Road and has has had more success. I wanted to have a road pun, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, she has. But I'm saying, like, is her tennis career over? Will no. she ever make another Grand Slam semi? Ooh wee. Um, or main draw. <laughs> or main draw. No, she'll never make it. No, she'll never make another. Because she's semi. like twenty two or something. Ba- listen, ba- barring injuries of other players, of course, because anything gets it gets wild out there. It's a tough, you know, it's a grind. The season's a grind, so you never know. But no, I mean, you've got you know, Serena's going to be you know, hopefully one hundred percent back. Yeah, um, and had some time to really get you know into her. But I mean, you training. must think Muguruza is going to make another semi. So if she just beat her, mm-hmm. why couldn't she? Maybe I don't know about Muguruza. Yeah, who knows? But then you you know you've got I so anyway my my point my my answer to that is a no. And she just can't her issues when she just can't string it together. She'll have a good win and then she'll lose one and zero the next round. Who Muguruza uh, Bouchard? Oh, yeah. I've got a Canadian friend who's always texting me her <laughs> scores and it's like. I don't know whether I'm more amazed or Canadian or that your friend. <laughs> that I have a friend. Uh, but yeah, he's always, oh, did you see Bouchard win the qualifying round? I'm like, no, I didn't catch that. Um, but yeah, and then she'll just randomly lose like, horribly the next match. Right. Like, she's not losing 7-5 in the third. She's literally losing 6-1-6-1 to someone unranked right. or unseated. So. Right. So I think that the... I think the official start of the whole situation starts in Shenzhen in china seven hundred fifty thousand. that's the women's one yeah 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 um so this little fun thing and then then hopman cup and you know what honestly if it was two months ago the last time these people struck a ball i'd be so hyped up for the hopman cup because yeah here listen here's the thing about football (laughs) we're back to football again (laughs) it's the off-season people what do you want from me so the nfl and and let's let's be honest nobody cares about the pro bowl so if the season ends with the Steelers winning the Super Bowl this year, <laughs> they might not make. They might not make the playoffs. I don't know. Are you are you up to date with the Thursday games? Yeah, there weren't any. But I mean, uh, the yes. Saturday games. Yes. Okay. Good. So with they Bal- have less of a chance now, right? With Baltimore winning, that you know means they've got one more game. If they win all three, we have to win. Uh, who cares? Anyway, right. My, all right. So anyway, the the Super Bowl is over first weekend of February. And then they've actually pushed the draft back because they know it's such a drought that people need anything. Right. But even the draft, you know, it's kind of all right, but I don't watch it anymore. I used to watch no, I don't, it. I never have. You're a loser. You don't want to know what your team's Well, doing. I don't know. I don't watch college, so I don't know the people they draft. Excellent point. So so now you've got basically from February with a couple of little things here and there to whet your appetite, and that's it, but nothing until August. Right. But then what happens in August? Garbage. Yeah. The Hall of Fame game, which is played on a high school field. But you're somewhat excited just because it's Exactly. Something. Exactly. You get fired up. I think I would be way more fired up about the Hawaiian Open, about Hopman Cup, about any of these other tournaments, you know, exhibition-y as they might be, if this was the quote-unquote preseason. Well, and like we kept hearing about those four players playing in Abu Dhabi. It's like, well, we just saw those people. Right. Like... Yeah, Serena, we haven't ago. seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's yeah. like, we just saw those people in mid-November. Like, it hasn't been that long. We haven't forgotten how they play, or we haven't missed them. Right. So, anyway, 
that that's sort of what and again it's really not set up the same way as football because these tournaments aren't interested in that they are putting together an event hoping to get the best possible players right and in the the case of the men's side they didn't um the harrison brothers sorry uh not a big draw (laughs) but uh no offense um so yeah so it, it just it's not as exciting as it could be because we haven't stopped like i don't know where the line is when did the last season end When's right. the next one begin? I don't know. But te- I would say this is preseason football right now. Yeah. Preseason tennis. Yeah, and, you know, in some way, I don't know how you could resolve this, but obviously with football, basketball, they all, all the mini tournaments have a value to get to the big tournaments, and you don't have that in tennis as much. Every event is somewhat independent. Obviously, you have to have a ranking at a certain level, but there's no progression. Like, you win the previous tournament, you don't get an advantage in the next tournament, or a significant one anyway. Right, so, so we've got. Three. I don't know how they could do that. They've done that in golf now, where you have to finish at a certain level. Like you have to make, if you translate to tennis, you have to make the round of sixteen to get in the next tournament. You have to make the round of thirty-two, or they're never going to do that in tennis. Yeah, but that's the that would be the same concept. Yeah, um, yeah, that play in the course business allows for some different things that, yeah. that we don't have uh, for golf. But I think don't the, isn't that how they do in golf? Like when you get to the whatever. Know cup they hit a ball in a hole you, I, you, I think you have to finish in the top 80 to qualify for the next event and then in that tournament you got to finish in the top 30 to get in the next event and then they just take the top 30 from that tournament go to the next week's tournament and that's so it that's what they should do in tennis they start with the australian open should be <laughs> a 1500 person draw <laughs> and half of you lose the us open should be eight what is half of 1500 750. So then 700. These aren't aren't divisible by. 750 (laughs) people are left. 1,024. What? It's got to be divisible by. (laughs) No, you can have buys. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. (laughs) That's true. Nobody cares. And that that way you can solve that problem by everybody that makes it to the second round. Yeah. So all the people that have a buy. That's true. You got your ranking high enough. You're on the end. You get far enough, you know. What a dumb idea. (laughs) But still, I'm just trying to keep up with golf. Yes. They're big time compared to us, probably. Yeah, but that's what. But that's the thing about tennis. It doesn't hurt you. Like if you don't watch the Hawaiian Open, you don't miss anything. Obviously, Hawaiian Open not a real example, but you know what I mean, right? If I if I don't watch Auckland, I don't I don't or Brisbane, I don't miss anything. Yeah, there's nothing I missed out on. Well, so yeah, so the I mean Brisbane is a two fifty. Um, it's a twenty eight singles draw. So four buys. And then uh, at the same time, of course, you have Doha, the Qatar Exxon Mobil Open. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Exxon owned by somebody in Qatar now? I thought it was oh, whatever. I do like my rule of you have to play two, make-up, two warm-up tournaments to get into the Grand Slams. Right. That would make them more interesting. Right. And then the, and if you're uh, injured, well, I guess you're too injured to play the slam also. I'm not sure exactly what this means, but the Tata Open. <laughs> <laughs> Mahar- That's going to be a big draw. Maharashtra. Literally. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know what that stands for, what that company is. Um, so three two fifties all at the same time. Typical. And, um, and you know, I'm no geogra- geography expert, but India is not too far from Doha. <laughs> How many ATP tournaments do you think there are every year? I don't. It's got to be over a hundred, at least two a week on average. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Not counting the challengers. I'm for just saying sure. yeah, the main yeah, draw. Two fifties and above. Yeah. We need that number to be like 35. 
Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Everything else is just purely for money, no points. Right. Double, double. Hey, give him eight million dollars for the winner. Who cares? But right. No, no points. <laughs> um, which you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah. So we got a little preseason, which I'm not excited about. I. It was interesting to see, in the most limited form of all time, um, Bush, uh, Eugenie Bouchard play. Right. She. she you know, well, she has to get some confidence from that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she beat two people who had, you know, who have had success in the past. Well, and they were able to obviously attract, you know, big name women for this. Yeah, it's Hawaii. For the men, it didn't work. But no, for the men, no. it didn't work. Yeah, it's Hawaii. Who doesn't want to go to Hawaii <laughs> on the women's side, I guess? Now, do you think that the rankings, the year should start and they should Zero. use the rank? That's what I'm asking. So. Yep. Then what do you do for the Australian? Just random 128 draw? No seeds? No, the Australian would be, I was about to say funded, would be uh, seeded by and, and everything else by the tournaments leading up. Okay, yeah, I and love you, that. And if you can't play for injury reasons or whatever, I got it. Then you're unseated. And then you're either unseated or... Yeah, I mean, Not eligible. I have no problem with the Australian Open getting to make that determination. Because yeah. if, if Federer was out for uh, paternity leave because he's got another set of twins <laughs> and he wants to stay home... right. And he doesn't play a lead-up tournament. Eh, he can still be seated, you right. know. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. Well, and you would still do the ranking to determine that was not a shot at <laughs> Serena's maternity because it doesn't affect him physically. Right. But you should still, you could still do the ranking to determine whether you get in the tournament or not. But you're saying for the seedings, you got to have the seating committee, and you got to leave it up to them. Right? They can use UTR. Which get I it. guess they're just going to copy the rankings anyway, so there would be no point in changing it. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe if you had somebody coming up because injury. you have a protected ranking doesn't mean you have a protected seating. But of course, yeah. nobody thinks that should be the case because everybody's politically correct. It's <laughs> just stupid. Yeah. And again, I think we were proven right. And I haven't heard a lot about that rule very much when Serena didn't make it as far as quote unquote she should have as the one seed. Right. So I win. <laughs> yeah. We win. You were anti women. <laughs> also, I just wonder if the yeah. I just wonder how. Because sort of like football, college football, you start at your ranking even though you didn't do anything. That always has bothered me. In right. tennis, you're starting with a ranking where you earned it the last year. Well, yeah, because I always say that if you were to take just a block, take all the helmet stickers off of every helmet, and you'd also have to paint them all the same color because you can tell. But in college, and you say go and start from you know Alabama being one or whatever, or so well, let me start over. So if you start this season preseason ranking, Alabama's one, Clemson's right. two, whoever's three and four, whatever, you play the entire season out, and you now you have your final four. All right, now lock in those results for this entire past college season. Yeah. Go back to week one, put Alabama at ten, put Clemson at eleven, put right. you know the three at, at twelve, and put the four ranked team at you know thirteen or whatever. And now in, insert. Southern Florida or Central Florida right. at three, put Oklahoma at one, put, you know, it, it the whole shebang is going to look different. Now, Alabama won't look different because they're undefeated, right. right? They beat everybody, so they didn't have that one loss. But when you presuppose, uh, you know, that's, here's the difference. The difference is you play a million people in tennis and you, and you get to do it every week. Right. Alabama never gets to play Oklahoma. So how do we know who is the one and who's the four. We right. don't, you know, and they rarely have common opponents. Yeah. 
And in tennis, I mean, it's all going to even out eventually. I mean, there's obviously going to be some luck of the draw involved, but, you know, if, yeah. you, if you won the tournament, you beat everybody you played. Right. So, And it, you beat people that beat other people. Right. So you're theoretically... So the winner is not up for debate. It's the other people. You know, you might have beaten the best player in the draw beside you in the first round. Right. But, there are two people on opposite halves and, and one of them... Right. But how often is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, but, you know, remember they did this nonsense you know, a while back where they tried to have a race slash right. um, the 12-month at the same, you know, the same time, and then the race sort of just... But nobody cares about the but Wouldn't race. you kind of love the Australian... And we already love it, but if they just said, okay, it's first term of the year, 128 randomly filled slots. No. Just throw it out there. No. I wish they would just seed 16. Well, that's what they're talking about. That 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 may even be happening this year. I keep forgetting when that's happening, but it's supposed to happen soon. I think in all the tournaments, but Australian is the one that's starting it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would be, obviously it would just suck if you just had a, you know, some crazy first round match, but I think outside or what if of you that, had a, what if you had one little four grouping that was the top four <laughs> players, which is possible, obviously. Right. I mean, with the 128 draw, mathematically, right. it's, you know, uh, here, let me calculate the numbers. It's uh, the percentage of it happening, or I have right. no idea. But still, it could happen. Well, even if you had three of the top four, any, you know. Or even if you had a meeting before, you know, like put it this way, all four of the big four or big five, you know, again, because we. You know, well, I was going to say in this era of tennis, we only need to seed four. Or three, so <laughs> exactly. the rest doesn't matter. As Good long point. as those four are separated, who cares about everybody else? Doesn't matter. So I'm fine with four seeds out of 128. That'd so, be fun. Yeah, I I just think it just the first you know the first tournament. Why not put everybody back on a level playing field? I huh. mean, you don't start any advantage when you won the Super Bowl last year. Obviously, different teams change and all that. But even if they didn't, if you kept your team exactly the same 53 players, they're not going to say, "Okay, we're going to start you guys in first place." Right. Like, you still got to start over. So why is tennis any different? Because the season doesn't end. <laughs> That's the difference. It just never ends. Right. Well, that makes sense. We're just in one continuous well, tennis when year. When it's an individual sport, there's a million less moving parts than in a team sport. And so it's sort of... But I'll put it this way. Do you think it's more for the competitive balance or more for the entertainment value of the tournament? Oh, I think... Well, I don't care why they do it, but I think it equally protects competitive balance. Yeah. I mean, you don't want Nadal and Federer playing each other in the first round. I would love it. Um, all right. Most people don't want <laughs> Nadal and Federer playing in the first I round. I don't want them playing in the finals again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, obviously that would not be good. Yeah, even if it's not that, you know, I, hmm, I hear you. I was in favor of the 32 seeds when it first started. I think, like you said, I'm fine with 8 or 16 now. And yeah. just make Because sometimes these first couple rounds, you just get very few. You look at the draw, and I'm like, man, i got to find a couple matches I'm interested in today, and it's hard to do. Right. Yeah. They end up, there obviously ends up being some always that are good. Yeah. But if you just had some total randomness to it, you would get some crazy matches every time. Right. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if they ever listen to us, um, I think one area I would concede, and let me rephrase this, because maybe it's just his era talking, because this is the weakest era in the history. <laughs> Four intrigues me. Four seated players would be yeah. dope. Right. And just think who that number four is. Woo! They'd be <laughs> scrambling. Yeah. You know, because you'd have like 
Chilich or Zverev or you know what I mean. Or, right. Or Key gets healthy. You know, just trying to just uh, a K Nishikori Key is a soccer. Yeah, because you could have the fifth player, so that would mean one could play five in the first round. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's the only problem. I, I would say the problem with it more is the punish. It, it punishes the better players actually more. So that's the part I could see. Like the one seed gets punished more in that format. Yeah, it's worse for them right. than it is for the players that are five through you know one twenty eight. Yeah, but it's bad for five also because they have to it's play the better one. for the ones that are thirty three to one twenty eight because they're more likely to play you know somebody that's that's uh, well I guess it's a little worse for them too because they could play somebody five to thirty two. But I do think you're right that it'd be absolute mayhem and we'd have a chance to have fantastic matches throughout. Right. And you're always going to get a high quality at the end because it's always going to be the best play. I mean, odds are you're going to have, you know, three of the top ten players in both halves at least. Right. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, Federer could play the 33 seed. Right. I mean, they wouldn't be seeded, obviously, but (laughs) but whoever would be the 33 seed is the the worst that it can be for Federer. Right. Whereas this could be potentially five through 33. It could be. Huh, I like it. I like four. I I think you have to take because I mean because you think about it, you you get down to the semis, you've got the four quarters, right? You know, so you got the each winner of each quarter, and so let's try to keep the best four players apart, right? All right, I'm seeding four for every tournament from here on out. <laughs> well, and they do for a lot of the smaller ones anyway. Yeah, so I like it. Yeah, I think that just something to mix it up. Out of 32, I think we've kind of gotten to the point where that's just too many. Because it's just not exciting who to watch. We, who are we protecting the 32 from? Right. Or who are we pre- protecting from the 32? Well, and, and who who's getting jazzed up about number 32 versus number 14? Like, that's not... Like, that's your, that's your third-round match right now. I'd much rather see, you know, two versus 11. You know, something like that. Yeah. Instead of having every round of, six mat, round of 16 match being seeds versus seeds... Let's every round have, you know, those kind of matchups. Because the only... Because you're not showing them all anyway. They're all at the same time. Yeah, the only argument is to say we're protecting the one seed from playing against the two seed. That's the theory. Yeah. So now you just expand that out to I'm protecting one through 32 from having to play one through 32. Yeah. Uh, in the first round or the second round. Well, and the thing is, 25, and 25 through 32 are being recycled constantly anyway. Those are all different people every tournament. Right. Every so, slam. Yeah. yeah. How, how much, so that's not helping them. How much, much do we need to protect the top five from 32 if a week later the 32 is 40? Right. And vice versa. And so it doesn't matter. So I think minimum 16 is a no-brainer. Yeah. Minimum 16 is a no-brainer. I think we could get eight. Four, I think, is a pipe dream. But I am now coming to your side. There you go. We're so good at convincing Well, you don't want... No, no, no. You don't want to seat anybody because you're an idiot. <laughs> no, I would be okay with four. Right, but you would prefer none. Um, Do you know why? <laughs> you are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. It's that that might not be fun for you out there listening, but <laughs> man, that's fun for me. It's the end of the year, so this is when all these ideas come out. We're practicing. Too much time to think in the offseason. No, no, but I, I'll tell you, four would be impossible. No seating would be 
Never. That's a no go. So no seating would be great until you had the one time when it was like Federer all first round and it would be the worst. So as long as that didn't happen, I would be fine with it. So I think four protects you from that, like you said. Right. So four. Now, what if we're all right? Take the women on the other side of that. I'm still fine with that. Serena versus, you know, I don't even know who five air ish is right now. Serena versus Pliskova first round or something like that. I'm, I have no problem with that. The, the tournaments are never going to want to do it because they want to protect their end tournament, their end game. The semis and the finals is what they were trying to protect. Right. Uh, but I'm thinking if you get one of those players in the finals, you're getting the attention regardless. I mean, how, how what percentage of the time has it been one versus two in the final of a slam? Well, well here's the thing. 10%? We're coming from the wrong side, though. We're coming from, hey, you should be tennis fans and, you know, anybody having a chance to compete and win is good for tennis, whereas they are just, you know, trying to squeeze every ounce of popularity out of Federer and Nadal and even Williams. And, you know, I mean, so they're in the star business. Right. We're in the tennis business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I know it sounds silly, but. Well, no, and their job is to make the. I think their thinking is the first few rounds are going to be popular no matter what. If it ends up being, you know, two unseated, not, well, they would be unseated if we only had four, but if it ends up being Federer versus, you know, Schwartzman somehow in the final, that's not going to be the same draw as Federer Djokovic, Federer Nadal, you know, Nadal Djokovic. That kind of thing. So that I can understand that if somehow Nadal, Djokovic, Zverev, you know, team all end up on the same half. All right. So here, wow. 2017, how things have changed. <laughs> so 2017 men's Australian Open draw. One seed. Do you even remember? 2017? Yeah. Um, well, that was the year Federer and Nadal were both fading. They ended up in the final, but they weren't seeded highly. Um, what well, had to be? It wasn't Djokovic? He was the two. Was it, no, it wasn't, what had to be Nadal? It was Murray. The false. Murray was the one seed? The false big four. Oh yeah, because he's coming off. Of, he's not hurt yet. Oh, that's right. 16, he had a great year. Yeah. That's right. Um, and that was like his last slam, probably. So, yeah, he lost to Zverev in the uh, quarters. Which no, is, in the fourth round. Which is his best win. Oh, Misha, not not Alex. Yeah. That's why. Remember? I was about to say, I didn't know Alex Remember had Remember that win. was when we were introduced to him serving a volley? Right. Anyway, uh-huh. so Murray's the one seed. God, doesn't that feel like five years ago? Uh, Wawrinka was the four, <laughs> and the Djokovic was the two, and then Raonic was the three. <laughs> so Federer and Nadal would have been just totally so, randomly thrown in anywhere. So Federer is the 17. Yeah. Wasn't it all 17. And Nadal was the nine, the ninth, nine seed. So that right there just shows you we could have put the top four in in, and seeded no one else, and it probably still would have ended up. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, that's what I'm talking about. How often is the one and two in the final? I literally bet it's less than 10% of the time. I don't know. So, I mean, still the 17 seed. God, this is fixed. There's no way. What I want to know is what percentage of finals tickets are sold before the finalists are even known well right it's sure. gotta be not it's gotta be all of them well here here's so here's what happened so Federer played me twice in the first two <laughs> rounds i don't know 
And then then he had to play Burdich. He had a tough draw. Nisha Corey, Misha Zverev, and then Wawrinka. Wow. Yeah, I remember. And, th- and a lot of them were five setters. That right there is exactly what it would look like potentially earlier if we just seeded four. Although he'd be the one now or the two now. And, or, you know, he'd be one of the top four is what right. I'm getting at. But look at that. <laughs> I'm in. Big top four. Let's do it. Well, I have a site I use that um, for stupid things like this. Gambling? And it's called, no, it's just a rant. It's called random number generator.com. And I just oh. typed in five through 128 and it just generates a number. So like the one seed, the first number I got was 76, then 13. So could you imagine one versus 13 first round? That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, that to me, that's your night match for the first round. You've got it already set. Like it's perfect. That would be, <clears throat> that would be Murray against Batista Agu. I mean, Still that, not a blockbuster. Like, oh right. God, we're ruining the tournament. Murray's got a better chance to lose against that guy. Yeah. And he was playing good back then, but he's got a better chance to lose against Agu back then. Right. But so what? It's right. a more competitive match for us. Yeah, and right now we've got, you know, Federer versus Kohlschreiber or Federer versus, you know, someone in that range. It's Andy just Federer Murray, versus whoever. Andy Murray, in, in 2017, it was Andy Murray against... Ilya Marchenko of the Ukraine. He beat him five, six, and two. Yeah, which was decent. Okay, score, but that's not doesn't generate buzz for me in the matchup. Right. Well, put it this way: so the two seed Djokovic played for Verdasco, Fernando Verdasco. Right. So that was a, kind of a lucky. And again, right, exactly, and kind of put him. Yeah, exactly. And that was probably because Verdasco was coming off injury or something. So I. Yeah, 86, 126. So, yeah, it's not, you know, it's still going to be just doing this thing. It's been the top 20 twice in the 10 times I've done it. What are we protecting them from? They're the best four players in the world, right? Yeah. Or the best four players for this tournament, depending on how you do the seating. You know, if it's a different surface, like on the French well, or whatever. This is, I, I actually hear this complaint a lot about tennis, and I, I, I have agreements and disagreements with it, but it, but, you know, it happens in local tournaments a lot, and the, and the thing, the comment always is, "Why are the better players getting a handicap? <laughs> like they're already the better players, right. and then you reward them." It's like in the local tournaments where they the number one seed gets a buy. Yeah. It's like so they get they're already better than you, and now you have to play a match. Yeah, why don't we just let them go to the finals like they used to in the twenties? <laughs> so they get to play a match at eight a.m. and then you got they got to come back and play you when you haven't hit a ball at noon. I've never. You know, that's always been the case in tennis, and I, I always hear that. It's like, why is the better player getting rewarded? So and I don't really have an answer for that. So this year, U.S. Open, Nadal Ferrer, lucky. Right. L- absolutely. Well, but Ferrer's totally fading. I mean, he was... No, 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 but I mean... Star power. Star power, right. and he was going to compete against Nadal. They right. know each other. He's not afraid to play his countrymen. They've known each other forever, yeah. et cetera. I mean, Nadal was crying, basically, when he had to retire. Right. You know, because if you remember, Ferrer had to retire. Well, and a um, lot of people watched that because they probably didn't know how far Ferrer had fallen. You well, know, that too. They just saw Nadal versus Ferrer. Oh, man, that sounds like a good match. Right. So so that was the one. So now you go down to the two. You've got Federer, not Nishikori. Oh, no. Nishioka. <laughs> <laughs> and then Benoit Pair. You think they just wrote Fetter and Nish, period, to make people think it was Nishikori? <laughs> just hoping. <laughs> just please, please, please come see our match. <laughs> no, I don't think so. 
that probably wouldn't work. But that's funny though. I like where your head's at. Thank you. You're not very bright, but every now and again you <laughs> get a jab in there. I was hoping I could see like an, had an easy way to look up. Like you bring a computer like I do. <laughs> All right. So then you've got how about this one? Delpo first round. The mighty Donald Young, <laughs> oh three and four. Right. That's not impressive. And I get the fact that you know, of course, would we want a quarter where it's you know four players outside the top hundred and they get one of them gets in the third round and they don't deserve it. No, but that again, it's going to even out over the year. Well, that's a funny thing. Do they deserve it or do they not deserve it? That's a funny thing because if they win their way, because draws can fall that way anyway. Right. I mean, true. Because uh, you have outside the, the 32 seeds, you still got a bunch of matches with the qualifiers and everything else. Well, and there was that one crazy um, year. I think Nadal made the finals of the French and he like hadn't played a top 20 player right. to get to the final. So, I mean, and yeah, I mean, that's no, what I was trying to find is like a list of the night matches for 2018, which they don't have because that's such a specific thing. Right. But they are scrambling to find matches that people care about in those first three or four days. Oh, because yeah. I'll look at it and be like Venus Williams against, you know, someone I've never heard of or you know, Sharapova against someone I've never heard of. This would guarantee you would have a marquee match every day of the tournament, no matter what. And maybe the final is slightly downgraded, but the final of the U.S. Open is, I don't, is not hugely popular anyway because it's during football. I don't think it's downgraded because now if you've got a fetter, he's really come through it. Yeah. Because that's one. you're exactly right. There's nothing less fulfilling than a top five player making it through to the finals like Nadal did. That was disgusting. Right. He didn't drop enough games to equal a set in any of his matches. Yeah. Until like maybe one of them, and that's just gross. Well, and we like you said, we know the king of clay. (laughs) So what? These are professional athletes he's playing against. Well, we know the first two rounds they're not playing anybody you know of any stature. And yeah, I just don't, I don't get. I think this actually increases the opportunity for you know what do they call them? You know, sort of stories, underdog stories, right? That, you know, that it increases the marquee match. And to me, it, it adds a lot of different elements. Right. And it gives you a lot more interest leading up to the tournament, too, to see the draw. Right now, I don't even need to look at the draw. You know, like you notice when on, on tennis show, they'll just show the top 16, like where they're going to play each other. They don't even show. <laughs> exactly. They'll show like projected round of 16. It's like, well, that would well, be a lot different. A fine example is the women's side. A fine example is the women's side. It is more in depth looking at the draw because more of those matches matter all the way throughout right because women's tennis is so much deeper why i'll tell you why because (laughs) it's the weakest air in the history of men's tennis and let me tell you something here's what i think about your idea of seating four 60 percent of the time it works every time yeah baby i agree with that math for this (laughs) i'm I'm wearing this thing out going down with a blaze of glory to close out the year yeah i mean i think we're in here Two days before Christmas. Give me a you know a little leeway on. I, the I won't do this, but I was gonna say I'll have a fake draw for the Australian next week. And you oh tell, God! No, I'll, I'll mark that down. I'm gonna do it before the Australian draw comes out, and we'll see which draw is better. And so, I won't cheat. I'll do it. So two weeks, hundred percent random. Yeah, before the Australian. All right. When the draws are out, and we're discussing the matches because we'll be in here right before the tournament starts. And I'll say, tell me which so you'll do, bracket sounds better. You'll do a random draw yeah. with the top four players in their spots. Yes. And then you will randomly pick the rest of the 128. Just without any 
with your dumb little number right. app. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. So there you go. So you can just put five through one. I can put five through one twenty-eight, and it'll it'll. There's that's actually a random sequence generator. It'll put me all. So you hit it once, numbers. it gives you. Oh, it it'll give you, me a list of one twenty-four in whatever random order. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to do something hard. <laughs> so that'll be. Hey, what if we post it and tweeted it out? That'd be something. I like. I'm this is what the Australian Up and Draw should be. I'm working on this Twitter situation. It, well, it'll work out horribly, and it'll so I'll have to manipulate. No, I'm, I, I promise I won't we'll manipulate it. it. We should do it together. I'll come up. No, no, no I'll draw come ceremony. Up, seriously, I'll come up to your club. I'll have my laptop. <laughs> I'll, we'll put it in draw format, Video and print it out, it. and then I'll and then we'll take pictures of it yeah. each quarter, and then we'll send it out. There you go. I'm gonna send it to BG Tennis Nation so he can red card me for having a, an original <laughs> thought. But yeah, this these are what the draws should be for the Australian. This is the greatest thing you've brought to this podcast. Oh. I'm I'm fi- you now have me really fired up. We should do this for every Grand Slam. I'm telling you. And maybe somebody will see it and they'll say, "Man, look at that draw. That would be We could do we could do that uh that uh like Twitter bit who wore it better. <laughs> like have the real Australian right. Open draw yeah. and have our Australian Open draw in the four you know, the four quartiles with our seats. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I'll even list, or we'll talk about it. Of course, by then, nobody will care about our draw because the real tournament will be starting. But the four first four nights, what the night batches could be. I mean, and, and I guarantee they'll be better than the ones we're actually watching. I don't have any of these sound um, uh, drops that are positive. <laughs> I don't. Unless technically, maybe. Well, the last one was positive. Oh, yeah. Do it live? No, the 60%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's positive. Um... Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but the, <laughs> the only one that could be positive if you're really stretching it is you play ball like a girl. Which is there's nothing wrong with That's playing right. ball like a girl. That's right. We're all equal, which we're going to get into when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. That might have been the best teaser in the history of this podcast that was you got a good one that because something has been burning in your loins i didn't know i told you about that you've been (laughs) you've been dying to talk about tell us what it is would you oh yes put me on the spot do you have well this will be Corey's. this could be Corey's corner uh, something um do you uh, is this um is this um do you have quotes like i don't want you to mess yes. it up so you know how i always you know how i love to talk about controversial topics that's supposed to be your department but somehow you've got me no, you're gonna bring it up and then i'll fix it there you go well the the headline of the story is never to Lova, obviously martina sparks transgender fury because she said having a penis and competing as a woman is not on or not acceptable i think is what it says in the actual article and they're calling her transphobic she said it's not acceptable in the sporting world that she called for standards to be introduced to prevent women being challenged by men. Uh, let's see. I'll find the actual quote. 
there must be some standards and having a having a penis and competing as a woman would not fit that standard for me it's about fairness which means taking every case individually so i mean she did say you know you there can't be a blanket rule but what she's saying is if you have a penis you shouldn't be playing in women's tennis and all i have to say to that is oh (laughs) back to square one be serious i am serious and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> you computer, you blew it. I blew it. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm assuming that she means had, she said clearly that can't be right. You can't just proclaim yourself a woman and be able to compete against women. So that was probably her most. I think we found the loophole for you to play for your country. For, for, <laughs> I mean, another country. Right. Play, f- play um, Fed Cup for some random. <laughs> Liechtenstein. Caribbean uh, nation. But yeah, I mean. So, and then she's got, you know, people coming after her. There was, a, I guess, a famous triathlete who won, um, born as a man, became a female, and then won some medals or things. Do you know how hard it is to run with all that business down there? <laughs> that's that's a, a handicap in and of itself. But, yeah, so they were saying, you know, she's obviously known for being an advocate for, you know, gay and lesbian. So, I guess certain people were surprised or upset by her comments. But, right. you know, my... My corner is you have to have some level of equity in sports, meaning there has to be an even playing field to something. And the only true, true solution is to have men's, women's, trans divisions where it's never going to happen. You're right. never, never going to have Olympics of, you know, men's 100-meter dash, women's 100-meter dash, and trans 100-meter dash. It's not going to happen. Trans men, trans women. Right. Yeah. So that's... Be four categories for every... That's the... Incredible. And, and I'm sorry, I want to be a professional tennis player, but I can't, so... Everybody doesn't have the right to be a professional tennis player. There's more than just your gender that matters. So here's the deal. There's a perfect example of where it, it, it went horrifically wrong, this whole idea. So, and here's the problem. And here's the problem. We'll, here's the upside. We might go off the charts on Twitter after this episode. I can't wait. <laughs> That's the upside. The downside is, it, you know, it might be the wrong right. way. Yeah. Um, but here's the downside. Here's worst case scenario is you have a MMA fighter named Fal- uh, Fallon Fox. 5'7", 144 pounds. You said that name earlier. I thought you made that up. I didn't know that, that was a real person. No, no, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sh- I don't even know what words to say. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, born a male. I think that's acceptable. Right. I'm stumbling through this shit. <laughs> born a male. Became a female. I'm not sure what level of becoming a female. I don't know if she went all in or out. Um. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but nonetheless, she was competing, born a man, competing against women in something where you get punched in the face. Right. And she fought this one, this woman who was not a nobody and almost killed her. I mean, the woman was like, I've never been, the, the, her, the Fallon Fox's opponent yeah. was like, I have never been hit so hard in my life. It felt like nobody i've ever been you know fought against i had no chance the the power was overwhelming i couldn't unclench from her i couldn't you know whatever so fallon fox who is competing as a woman born a man and i don't care what procedures you go through you still have remnants of being a dude 
I'm sorry. Your bone structure, whatever. Right. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. And none but of these I would pe- say if you develop your whole life as a male and then switch to a female, there's got to be something different about your body. Like you can't change everything. Right. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of that SNL skit where they were trying not to say anything offensive. It was the, I read an article recently, it was the best skit of 2018, but they're all trying to talk about a subject and not say oh, the yeah. wrong thing. And <laughs> um, that's what I feel like right now. But uh, let me rephrase what I said earlier already. Anyone has the opportunity to compete as a pro athlete, but if you are, if you have transitioned recently, especially, you can only compete at the highest level. Meaning if you want to go try out on the men's tour, Go ahead. That's, right. I'm totally fine with that. You can't. You mean at, so? In other words, you to go to the higher tour, whatever, whatever that is. you were born as, go to that. No, no, no. What now? Whatever you have to go to the tougher of the two tours. If so you're men- transitioning either way, which in tennis's case, and I would assume 99.9 percent of sports, it would be the men's tour. Like you can't be Kobe Bryant and transition tomorrow and go to the WNBA. Oh, God, I wish you would. So you have oh, to go great. NBA, whether you're transitioning male to female or female to male, either way, because that's the tougher, higher level tour. Right. So if you go and dominate that, well, you're obviously the best player in the world, regardless of gender. All right. So this is according to Wikipedia. So Uf, UFC color commentator Joe Rogan, it says also stand-up comedian, which I was is, about to say he's pretty not that's not relevant that he's a comedian <laughs> in this regard. But he came out in strong opposition to Fallon Fox receiving licensing to fight um, and, and basically stating she's transgender post-op, but the operation doesn't shave down your bone density, doesn't change your hand size, uh, it doesn't change your the length of your arms, it doesn't right. change your wrists are thicker, your elbows are thicker, your joints are thicker, um, you know, the mechanical function, function of punching is different. Um, yeah, so man yeah and i just yeah so they so yes it might and it's talking about it in the same wikipedia article that it, that transitioning might affect your muscle strength and bone density relative to other males right but not to females and basically the proof's in the pudding uh he she sorry fallon fox you know destroyed somebody she fought right and i'm not laughing like it's funny i'm laughing like it's brutal did she fight MMA as a male first? Or I don't is this know. her first fight ever? Good question. No idea. Well, and my thing is, somebody brought this up. Would you ever have heard this story of now, never told, which I don't even think she's talking about a specific person, but you would never hear of a female transitioning to a male and trying to get on the ATP tour because they would have zero chance of success. How dare you? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. If you are transgender well, listen, and you want to go on the men's tour i'm fine with that well the reason i because brought you up, must be an incredible player right well the reason I, why is it showing me pictures of breast augmentation Jesus. <laughs> um so the reason i bring up fallon fox is to say that is the most relevant and 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 you know kind of striking example no pun intended on the strike of a mma fighter <laughs> example of the difference between men and transitioning men and women and transitioning women is if you have to get in the ring with someone in your mortal you know you're more right. you're mortal in mortal danger um and now li- listen if i got in the ring with you know ronda rousey or whoever kicked her ass yeah i would be in mortal danger but i'm not an mma fighter right 
But uh, but yeah, so it does it matter? Is anybody going to get hurt in tennis or in track? No. But I mean, you you can't tell me you're protecting women if you're telling them a former man can compete against you. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And and again, this Fallon Fox example is literally protecting them and their physical being, whereas these other sports. So yeah, I uh, I agree with Martina. Well, and I'm I'm looking up Renee and Richards, she, and she may not actually even go as far as to say once you're fully transitioned, it's okay. I don't even know that that's okay. I don't know how much study there's been on it, but it seems to me to be quite an unfair advantage, regardless. Well, and I'm trying to look up, you know, I'm looking up uh, Renee Richards. I can't figure out exactly quite easily when, you know, he transitioned to a female. But as a male, he was considered one of the best college tennis players, you know, in the nation. But never, you know, was they good enough to be, you know, a top a top professional male player. Well, then once he transitioned to a female, he was got as high as 20 in the world. So to me, that's that's your proof there that you he's she clearly benefited from becoming a female right in tennis and so is that does that person worthy of success on a tour when they you know when they improve their status by transitioning and here's what's amazing martina naratilova not only supported renee richards she was her doubles partner (laughs) literally well and i'm not saying that she transitioned just for the case of tennis no no sure but Right. Listen, I think you said it right. Nobody's got a right to be a professional athlete. And that's I think it does get mixed up in this controversy. It's like, look, I'm not saying you shouldn't transit. Do whatever you want. Right. But don't come into a a situation where now all of a sudden you have these unfair advantages. And granted, I'm sure there's some disadvantages. You know, all the chemicals coursing through your body to make these changes, it can't be good. I mean, it's got to be, you know, a process to deal with, you know, physically. And so I get that if you're, you know, competing as a professional athlete, that's hard. But I think the 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 advantages of going through puberty as a male and benefiting from those changes that occur, I think are unfair. Well, unless you're and that's protecting women. And if I'm wrong for protecting women, so be it. Well, and you're going to love this quote. Oh, God. So Renee Richards said this is after after she retired. Having lived for the past 30 years, I know if I'd had the surgery at the age of 22, and then at 24 went on the tour, no genetic woman in the world would have been able to come close to me. Wow. And so she's, and so I've reconsidered my opinion, that's the end of the quote. But so I guess her original opinion was that she should have been able to play, and it sounds like after she retired, she's... She's saying, yeah, I was a man. Right. I, that's, it wasn't fair to those players that I was able to play. Wow. So, I mean, that, for someone who actually did it, to say that is pretty, uh, is pretty meaningful. But again, I don't see an easy solution to it, again, unless you're going to have men singles, women singles, and trans singles. Right. And I just don't ever see that happening. So I think anybody who's trans and wants to try to play on the ATP Tour, I am I have no problem with that. And I, I'm fine if you end up number one in the world. But I don't think it's fair to go on the WTA Tour. Right. To women. I mean, that's the funny thing is that w- people on tennis Twitter hearing this opinion would be offended and triggered by our opinion. But honestly, it is definitely protecting women in terms of the you know fairness of the WTA. Right. And, and guess what, by the way? This is something I may have to deal with as a college coach because there are rules that uh, are in place in the NCAA uh, arena 
allowing for the situation that, you know, if I have somebody, I think it's a year, you have to be on um, hormones for at least a year transitioning. Now, right. again, I can't imagine I'd ever have this problem. Somebody born a woman transfer, right. uh, transitioning to a man trying to come play. Yeah. But the other way, certainly. And I mean, so it, it could happen. I don't think it's happened in tennis, in college tennis yet. I don't know if it's happened in any other sport. Um, it seems to happen in wrestling a fair amount just because of the weight class advantage kind right. of thing. Yeah. Because it goes by weight. Right. Because of football, it's, you know, yeah, it, that yeah. makes sense. What what would your opinion be if someone, tra- and I don't even know if this is possible. So or if somebody it showed up on my campus that was born a man and transitioned to a, or a, a boy because technically right. they'd be under 18 <laughs> before they got to college. So yeah. I, I don't know how that works. But if they came to me and said they wanted to play on my women's team, the first thing I would say is, Houston, we have a problem. No, <laughs> no, just kidding. But I would That's why say, I love having you. It always makes me like a girl. <laughs> and that would be a compliment. It always makes me look safer, uh, the safer option. Exactly. <laughs> no, I no, was no, saying, I, what if they transition at 12? Would that, what, how would that change your opinion on whether they could play professionally? Well, the four or years I uh, spent in medical school, <laughs> what it would do is the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. First but, I mean, of, you would think the earlier they did it, it would. Those factors we talked about wouldn't apply. Well, I know, like gymnastics, when girls are doing gymnastics and they do all those crazy things to stop their growth plates and all that stuff. Right. I mean, that's a huge effect because you might have a girl that was going to be taller and she's like 4'9 right. because she can do flips and jump better. Um, so obviously there's things that you can do at, at much, much younger ages that would affect it dramatically more, I guess. But still, I, I there's too much we don't know just to... See, that's the problem is 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 science isn't isn't winning the argument here right it's you know it's outrage and you know uh you know cries of transphobia and whatever else and but i think the quote martina had that i agree with the most is that you can't just say you're female and join the female tour like to me there's gonna have to be some regulations made so i think she's probably still in the camp of once you've gone through the transition you're all set yeah like renee i'm not no, I'm more not either. Renee Richards, according to that, I don't know if that was lies you were spewing, <laughs> um, but yeah, according to Renee Richards, it does seem like she's like, dude, I shouldn't have been able to play because yeah. I'm bigger and badder and stronger. Well, and maybe Martina was in favor of her because she was living her life as a female for a while before she tried to get on the tour. Like I don't, like I said, I don't know how specific that question right. was that Martina was asked. It is interesting, and it is something that uh, certainly will come about um but my thing is sports have to be fair above everything else right it should be pure in the regards to level playing field i agree and if this obviously would never happen but if every man right now that was ranked between four and five hundred in the world decided to transition to a female three years from now they'd be number one through 100 in the world in women in the wta tour yeah exactly if, if right yeah, and, and that's or lower. Is that what we want? <laughs> that's a great. I mean, obviously that's absurd because that won't happen. Right. But if you carry out your argument to the logical, you know, extreme. Right. How logical? And how extreme. could you stop somebody from doing that? Because you've just said it's acceptable. Right. Yeah. So now, and and let me tell you, if I'm 500 in the world in men, right? Do you know how much money I'm making? Oh yeah. Negative. That's what I'm saying. Negative money. 
I could go from being 500 of the world today to one in the world tomorrow. How much is Serena worth? Or even 50. Hundreds of right. millions of dollars is what she's even worth. Even if you go from 500 to 50, you're, you know, multiplying your income by 100. I'm going to tell you right now, since it doesn't matter to that many people, it's like, oh, go do it. You you know, empowerment and all that right. crap. Let, let me see 100 women out of work. Right. A, one through 100 <laughs> out of work. And then tell me it's empowering. Well, you remember how much, you know, even a few of the ladies complained about losing to Sam, Sam Stoser, who was, who's always been a female. <laughs> and they're one of them, one of them, a few of them would make comments about her being, you know, manly or, you know, hitting harder than anybody. And so imagine how much that would be happening. Well, Serena the, too. Right. I mean, they would say that about Serena and you look at her and body structure. She is stronger than, than most right. other women she plays out there. And, but see, the difference is, is I'm not, I'm a coach. Right. That is highly impressive to me. I'm like, Wow. She is yeah. jacked, which guess what? That means she's had her ass in the gym working her tail off and doing everything else. I saw a picture from her from like 09 hitting a backhand or something. <laughs> and dude, her arms were bigger than my legs. Yeah. And I'm like, guess what? That's why she's the greatest in the history of the right. women's game. Well, and what's crazy is I think talk about men's singles, women's singles and trans. I think we're more likely if this, you know, somehow becomes a, you know, a trend, you're more likely to just see Australian open singles. And that's it. Just have one draw. Do it. And then how's that going to work out? Do it. Yeah. You want uh, equality? Do it. I mean, that would be that would be horrible. Yeah. So this would ultimately, like you said, be horrible for women's sports. And I don't know what women's opinions are. Maybe women aren't in favor of it. We don't know. But I think it's just got to be, there's got to be some. And again, I'm in favor of whatever rules they come up with. Like, I mean, once I hear them, I'm fine with putting rules in place, but you can't just say now as a blanket statement. You know, anybody who identifies as a female should right. be able to play. Just jump on in, free free for all. Because that's crazy. Well, and again, I am looking at it from the standpoint. And here's the thing. One through 100 on the women's side, 100% agree with us. Right. They just will never say it. Yeah. They will never say Some it. Some of them probably would. Some of them would, but a lot of them wouldn't. Right. And a lot of them would probably go even the other way, even if they don't believe it. But there's just too much wrapped up into the argument that's not real like right. too, too much from the outside coming in assuming what we mean by all this and i just go back to fallon fox that argument is my argument from top to bottom if fallon fox gets in the ring with a woman who's the same height and weight as as fallon fox is fallon fox is still going to beat her to death yeah or could right easily and did well and there was somebody in the olympics uh that we watched and they had transitioned from male to female and I want to say it was the 500 meter, something about that length. And this person had never been that successful as a male. They were, you know, like a world-class athlete, but not medalist or anything. Right. And they won the gold medal in the women's race. By like nine years. Right. It wasn't that, It was, yeah, it wasn't a competitive race. And they had been back and forth, you know, certain restrictions. They had results weren't as good. And they, when they took off the restrictions, results were better. So... It's just that would literally happen in almost every single sport if this, you know, wasn't a rule. Right. So it's just, you know, again, we don't, I am fine with them being on the male tour of any sport. I have no problem with it. And there may be, and maybe gymnastics, the women's sport is a higher level than the men's. I don't know. Or figure skating or whatever, you know, sports right. women do better than men. I'm sure there are some. A couple tidbits. Let's go ahead and get back to less controversy. A couple tidbits. So, um, Burditch is back with a wild card in Doha. 
Who cares? I do. <laughs> I want more of those sort more of birdage. <laughs> more birdage, baby. More cowbell. That's exactly what I was yes. thinking when I said that. Um so Is it, that why he struggled last year? Was it injury? Yeah. Okay. So if if he's back, that that just means you want him one to more argument. One more player that's sort of in that next little range. Yeah. He, he's But he's done. He, he's so done. I know, I'm wishing. I'm <laughs> wishing upon a star. But he'll still be better than the you know, the next the generation of twenty twenty two to twenty six. He'll still beat all them. Right. Which will prove my point. Right. So I guess you're exactly right. That's what I want. <laughs> huh. I mean, I would love for him to make one run again, but I don't see that happening. I would love to see Monfi make another run, Gasquet, Sanga. I just think those guys are all, they've missed their window. That And that just shows you that they... The only person that took advantage of that window was Chilich, who's in that same age group. And I say took advantage by making two finals. Well, winning, he won the U.S. Open, obviously. But he took advantage of the window of nobody but the big four right. and beat up on all those. But nobody else took advantage of that that opportunity of a really weak, you know, ten to fifty players. Right. Uh, so that's one one tidbit. Here's the big tidbit. I heard a rumor. I should have had that. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I heard a rumor that Fetter is playing clay. Oh, yeah. Now, if he makes it to the semi, how far does he have to make it to the French for people out there to be disgusted by this weak era? That's a really good question, actually. Someone who hasn't played a clay court match or probably practice session in two years, over two years. Yep. He would have to play a warm-up, though, before the French, surely. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying playing clay. Right. Not just the French, but clay. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't think he's playing. That's my prediction. Ooh. Last year, I bet with a friend that he was going to play a clay court match, and he didn't, and I lost the bet. This year, I just don't know why he would, because Nadal's still going to be playing. But what would be the reason this year to play? Unless he wants that number one ranking, and he realizes that's why he didn't get it this year. Or he's got to take every opportunity to try to get him a salami, another Grand Slam, because he yeah, knows Djokovic is coming. It's I not. know, but who knows? <laughs> why not? Why not? Because Nadal is on and off. I mean, he's yeah. not still, you know what I mean? And he didn't finish great, you know, with his injuries and what well, happened. That's what he won't admit to this ever, but I think he, his decision will be based on what Nadal's form is going into that oh. season. Because I think that's the only reason he's not playing. If Nadal had skipped the French Open last year, Federer would have won played it. And well, he would have played it. And won it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, if he would, but the thing is, if Nadal drops out the day before, well, Federer can't jump in at that point. But he would know if he knew going in that Nadal wasn't playing, he would play. I think. Right. And this year, Nadal be playing, so I don't see why he would. Hmm. But he would, to me, if he made the semis, that would be pitiful for everybody else. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think it just makes my case stronger, for sure. Our case now, by the way. Well, and it would depend on how the rest of his year. I mean. He really shouldn't make it past the semis of any slam this year, but we know that's probably going to happen. All right, so if he plays clay, the next most important thing, whether he wins that or not, it's first. The second is, will that devastate him for Wimbledon and then ultimately the U.S.? So like the last right. two, will he be 
so beat up. If he makes it deep, will he be so? Will that affect him negatively? And how much? I think it'll hurt him a lot. Well, and if he won the French, if he won the French Open, that would Worth really it. solidify his case for best player ever. Well, and that it would be, be hard for anybody to overtake that. Wrong. I would make a case, but. <laughs> But if he if he did that, it would be worth hurting his chances at Wimbledon in the U.S. Right. Open. Well, what I mean when I say yeah, yeah, yeah. solidifies case of all the players playing now, because to me the players he's worried about in that are trying to stay ahead of Nadal Djokovic. Right. If he has two of every slam, yeah, no one else is doing that in that group. Right. Although Djokovic, why couldn't he win another one? Who knows? But and why couldn't Nadal win another Wimbledon? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really, like you said, if Federer wins the French. He might burn himself out for Wimbledon and right. somebody else wins Wimbledon. <laughs> that would be funny if Nadal won Wimbledon and Federer already, won the French. I already told you my prediction. Djokovic is winning the Grand Slam. And I, that's my pre- I agree with that. And I'm out. I'm out. I'm done with tennis. I'm going to take up another <laughs> sport. I'm going to start coaching uh, pickleball. I'm out. I'm going to try to get a pickleball team started at my college. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say he's going to win all four. I'll predict. We're not doing predictions today, but I'll say three. Mm-mm. For next week, we need to come up with a list of oh, predictions. Help us. Help us. Please don't let that happen. Or do, because that'll prove my point. So, <laughs> All right. Anything else? I mean, all you brought to the table is a high level of controversy. <laughs> it's going to get us you no, know, I got my off new, the air. My new Grand Slam idea, that an idea that That's would actually great. work. I, and I love the idea of putting the two draws side by side and saying who wore it better yeah. and sending it out and saying, which draw would you rather see? Right. Awesome. That's what. Because what matters more, that last match, seven matches later, two right. weeks later, or five matches leading up to, you know, out right. of a string of seven that are awesome. Well, and the thing is, there's going to be upsets regardless of what the matchups are. That too. So it doesn't. Exactly. So the so where the players are doesn't matter nearly as much as people think it does. Right. I mean, if Federer and all play in the quarters or if Federer and all the, play in the finals, the same person's winning that match. So what that doesn't really matter that much when they're playing. It just takes gives you less opportunities to see Federer and Nadal as a fan. Agree. If they play early. All right. Once again, solving the problems of tennis. It's incredible <laughs> what we do here. Uh, more sh- more people should take notice. Um. All right. So that's it for you, right? Please. <laughs> that's it. I can't take any more. Um. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Especially. Oh, by the way, guess what? Good news. You're on Twitter. I got the bag. The bags are done. The Tennis Revolution podcast drawstring bags are done. The problem Uh-oh. is it's the holidays, and I'm not going to get back until January. So I won't be able to pick them up for another two weeks. So I, I got to hold off on this tweet situation until <laughs> then. But that gives more people more time to get on Twitter to get a free bag. So we're going to, again, to reiterate, follow, uh, follow us on Twitter at Tennis Rev Pod. On Twitter at Tennis rev pod and uh, at some point in january we're going to send out a tweet you will retweet that and everybody that retweets it out of those those people uh will have a chance to win a uh drawstring bag maybe more than one i don't know so it's going to be a new year special who knows so i haven't even seen them they could look like crap for all i know <laughs> but i but my printer's good he does all my uniforms and stuff embroider and printing and so he said they look good so i'm gonna take his word for it and and if they don't, I'll take a really bad picture of them so you can't tell. <laughs> um, so that's the that's the Twitter contest. Um, so then, of course, Instagram got good news. We're up, baby. We are <laughs> up. 
117. Wow. 117. Now, 117, and I added somebody that I'm following. Okay. Now, you might say, well, who cares? <laughs> I'll tell you why you should. We are following one Nikki Glazier. You ever heard of her? Of course you haven't. You don't even get outside your own house. <laughs> Everything you watch is recorded. Right. Nikki Glazier is a stand-up comedian. She's got a show on Sirius XM, which is quite inappropriate. <laughs> so if you're not into that, you know, do it yeah, at your own risk. But uh, she's funny, all those kinds of things. And, um, and so I have uh, reached out to her to potentially uh, – get her out on the court at some point when she comes to texas to perform so as that process uh moves forward i'll keep y'all posted if we're going to make that happen and uh and then of course hopefully i'll get some audio from her because anything she says is going to be dramatically more entertaining than anything Corey says <laughs> so anything we can do I, to for once of, we agree, I agree anything we that. can do to limit his time on air is ideal um <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, so I'll keep you posted on that. I have contacted her, and she actually responded, which uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I'm working on that. Hopefully, we can get her on the court. I'm just trying to spread tennis one comedian at a time. That's right. Um, I'm hoping one of these semi-famous people becomes super famous, and one of the, the most favorite things they do is play. Because you know how people get addicted to tennis. I mean, right. some people... She's going to be... I mean, I would say she's already pretty famous but yeah yeah she's one thing away from being really famous she was on dancing with the stars yeah. she's on a bunch of different tv shows comedy central that kind of thing she's, she'll eventually have some kind of pilot of a show that's going to be popular so anywho but she's also seems to be a pretty good athlete theoretically she was on dancing with the stars she yeah. got voted off the first week but <laughs> still it's hard to be on that show i mean right. she, she worked her tail off apparently i don't watch the show but from what I, I hear, used to not anymore of course you do <laughs> Well, you're you got married. So you're, like, ah, you're stuck with me. I don't have to watch your crap anymore. <laughs> um, so, anywho, so yeah, so I'm working on that. Hopefully, we can get her out on the court, and then uh, and then any show she's a uh, part of, maybe she'll write into the show that her character plays tennis. Because hey, I am the Pied Piper, as everybody out there listening should be. You should be the Pied Piper of this sport. If you love this sport, your number one priority: listen to this podcast. Number two: play tennis, and number three spread the word of tennis no 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 spread the word of this podcast number four <laughs> spread the word of tennis in general uh because that's what we're trying to do here um and i don't even play tennis that much anymore <laughs> so um so yeah so that's what's going on on insta again remember instagram we will not bombard you with very many pictures as a matter of fact zero now here's one thing i'm worried about if i'm following somebody their pictures don't go out in any way, shape, or form. Like, it doesn't affect anything I do. You no. don't know. How do I? No, it doesn't. I ask your wife. She knows these things. <laughs> so, good. All right. Then we're still holding that pledge. We won't send the draw sheets on uh, Instagram no, or Twitter. No. Now, if y'all retweet and Instagram them to each other, that's your problem. Right. It's got nothing to do with me. So, but anyway, so yeah. So, we're up to 117, and I'm now following one, and, uh, and then... Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what it is. Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram. So follow us there for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> follow us on Twitter because we're awesome. And but more importantly, to win a free free uh, drawstring bag. And uh, as always, keep spreading the word on this uh, podcast, telling all your friends, telling all your opponents, all your enemies, your coaches, your players. Uh, let them all know. All right. And until next time. 
Thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Mickey Glazer. Mickey Glazer.